It's time for another episode of BuddyCast. And folks, I am truly excited and honored about this episode. First off, a big happy birthday to our guest, Bill Klein, here. And Thank secondly, Bill is, a, Bill is someone I look up to. You might know him from the TLC show, The Little Couple. He's the co-author of the book, Life is Short, which is a great read, by the way. I highly recommend this. And he's just... Uh, he's an inspiration to many little people out there. So thank you so much for joining us today. It's my pleasure to be here. Awesome. So let me start by asking, you know, I'm intrigued by you and Jen, just your relationship, how you've developed, how you've started a family and how you guys persevere every single day. Let me start by asking your story of how you met Jen. I want to hear your uh, side of the story. Well, you know, so so we, we talked a little bit actually in the in the book about it. So hopefully <laughs> I get it right here. Uh, as I mentioned, it's my birthday, so my memory is fading a bit. So I, I might need the book to refer to. Um, yeah. But uh, when we were kids uh, originally, um, we met uh, at at the age of ten. Um, Jen was in the hospital at St. Joe's, which uh, for folks out there that are listening that have uh, dwarfism. Uh, if you were born in the 70s, you met Dr. Kopitz at some point in your life, most likely, and that's where Jen and I met. Um, she was in for surgery and I was post-op, so I was much happier. I was a much nicer person than she was at that time, which I know is hard for everybody to believe. Um, but her mom kicked me out of the room uh, because I was uh, you know, smiling and trying to uh, uh, find out who the ladies were on the floor. I think we're, you know, like I said, we were about ten years old, so I was, I was advanced. Um, uh, but uh, nonetheless, that went nowhere. Um, uh, at twenty-one years old, I interned with Copitz uh, 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 one summer between uh, years in college. Jennifer had done the same thing the year prior, and Dr. Copitz only took one person each summer, so it was kind of ironic that we had both gotten uh, the opportunity to to shadow him for. Uh, eight to 12 weeks. And um, while Jen was there, uh, our nurse practitioner was talking about me, bragging uh, about, uh, about me. And uh, when I was there, uh, our NP was talking about Jen. And uh, Jen was focused on medical school the next year. Her trajectory was not, you know, uh, mired in dating. Um, and, uh, and, and mine, I was already dating someone at the time. So that wasn't really a good fit. Um, so we kind of went different ways and never, never called each other. And then at 31, we both, uh, registered for a website called datalittle.com, which you may have heard of. And, mm-hmm. um, we jumped on, put on our profiles and, uh, Jen, uh, famously says that, uh, her and her, uh, bestie in Pittsburgh signed up, her friend signed up for a 50 mile radius on match.com and Jen signed up for a 500 mile radius on data little because, uh, the opportunities are further and few in between. Um, so, uh, so, so she had, uh, uh put in a, a bit of uh, a wider net that she had cast and, uh, and then she found my profile. I had found hers. I had written to her and, uh, she never replied. She says that it was because she didn't pay the bill. Uh, you know, like she wouldn't get inbound email. Mm-hmm. 
I think she's FOS, but we'll just leave that there for now. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, she, uh, she, she wound up replying to me in like February and the typical, uh, you know, LP pickup line, Hey, have we met at a convention? And, um, I, uh, I said, no, I, I haven't been to a convention in quite some time. So, uh, so, so I knew it was, I knew it was just a pickup line, which was hysterical, but, um, but I had been following her career path since I had heard about her in college, uh, with, uh, with the docs over in, uh, St. Joe's. And so, um, so, so of course I, I pursued her vigorously. Uh, I flew to Pittsburgh after, you know, phone calls. And I, I think one night she fell asleep while we were talking and I thought that that was either a really bad sign or, I, I need to get there and, and, and fix the problem by, you know, taking it to the next level. And so uh, her next available weekend to have any fun during fellowship was her birthday weekend. So I flew to Pittsburgh on the 10th of March, 2006. I uh, went out for dinner. We had sushi. Uh, first, we went for Starbucks and drank uh, too many cups of coffee. Um, then she took a nap after being on call, went out for sushi. That was first date. And I, I fell in love with her before she rolled down the window, uh, uh, in her truck to pick me up for dinner. Um, she's uh, a remarkable lady. She's, you know, better than what you see on TV, better than what you see in glimpses. It's, uh, she's, she's, mm. she's outstanding all around. So I was a very, very lucky guy to have caught her. That's an amazing, amazing story, especially for someone who's dating a little person right now. <laughs> yeah. So now let me ask you. So you you go down the road, you, you get married, and then all of a sudden TLC contacts you about a show. Mm -hmm. What was that like? Yeah. So uh, once again, uh, Jen was the uh, the impetus for the the, the reach out uh, from uh, the production company and the network. Um, you know, she had uh, done a piece on GMA uh, Saturday morning, kind of like a, a puff piece, if you will. Um, and it was showing, you know, people in different careers uh, in uh, that that were women and that were little people. So kind of a, a niche uh, focus, um, to say the least. And um, and and they showed uh, uh, one of the gals that was doing um, some work out in Vegas. Um, Mini Brittany, I think, was uh, it's Tara Joel. I think is is that <laughs> was uh, profiled opposite Jen or with Jen, and um, and they showed Jen at work. And of course, there was some intrigue there because you know someone that's just over three foot tall drags a step stool around to you know do her job, and um, but you know wicked smart, graduated from you know one of the best institutions in in the country really well trained and super compassionate. And so uh, you could see that from the 30 second video. And I think that that's what caught everybody. So uh, they they came and uh, uh, chatted with us. They called us up cold call and uh, and pitched the idea of following our wedding. And um, and and we were hesitant to do that because, uh, you know, for, for obvious reasons, I mean, as an LP, you understand that, uh, um, you know, sometimes it, there's a nefarious intention, even if, you know, um, it doesn't seem that way at first. And so we were a little guarded. Um, turns out, uh, you know, uh, we, we finally came to a conclusion where uh, long after our wedding, uh, we decided on a, on a format that I think was uh, mutually uh, agreeable. We didn't want to uh, make it sensational and they wanted to have something that people would continue to watch. So we married the two and, and tried to come up with something that we felt was um, uh, comfortable. And, um, and that's that's kind of how it started. Nice, beautiful. Speaking yeah. of Friday, do you um during you know the show showed you going through all the stages of life, um, you know, or a majority of the stages of life. Not all of them. Yeah, not all of them, but a majority of them. 
including um, you, you starting a family, which was adopting two beautiful children. So um, what was the adoption process like for you? Like when you first started going through it to finally getting the result of getting the children that you always hoped and dreamed for? So, um, you know, it, it, you know, so, so our, our process started much like most people. Um, <laughs> we started with the idea of, uh, okay, we should probably find out what our chances are of carrying a, a kid with Jennifer. And, um, you know, after speaking to some folks, uh, you know, in the LP community, medical community um, that we trusted over at uh, Hopkins and St. Joe's and, you know, over at uh, DuPont, um, we decided that wasn't really the, a safe route. So we started with surrogacy. We did uh, egg retrieval with Jennifer. Uh, sperm donation from me, uh, made a few embryos, tried to transfer. And um, un unfortunately, we had one pregnancy that went, I, I think, a little bit further than 10 weeks and another that uh, ended just before 10 weeks. And that was uh, more of a, I call, they call it a chemical pregnancy. Um, but uh, nonetheless, you know, it was disappointing. But I think at that point, it kind of codified our uh, you know, our, our intention to move forward with adoption. We had uh, been in the uh, uh, adoption process in, in a, a few different ways. We had done our uh, home studies and all that fun stuff for domestic, but we hadn't started international. Um, we hadn't met uh, Colleen, uh, who helps coordinate LPA adoptions. And, um, and we didn't really reach out to any of the international adoption uh, organizations, but we did find a website called um, rainbowkids.com. And Rainbow Kids is run by a woman that um, is an a, a, a adoptive uh, parent and was adopted herself. Um, and, uh, and she specializes in helping kids that uh, are needing, uh, needing a, a, a forever home um, that have a variety of different disabilities. And so we felt that it might be a great resource for us. So we put our name in the hat to receive updates for any kid that had a, a disability that we felt we were well-versed enough to provide, uh, I don't know, uh, some, some level of experience and education, knowledge that we can impart on those kids. And so that was kind of our, our filter. Plus, you know, we figured, you know, hey, it wouldn't be, not, uh, wouldn't be a bad thing to, uh, to have kids that, uh, you know, the family picture isn't, uh, you know, uh, needing step stools for everybody to be eye to eye. And so we, um, we, we went down the path. We uh, started with Rainbow Kids and we found uh, Will's profile through Rainbow Kids. Um, Will was, uh, you know, being sponsored by an adoption agency domestically and they coordinate with these international uh, organizations, uh, you know, that, uh, that uh, other countries uh, th that are approved through uh, Hague, or I think it's called, um, uh, have a, an international adoption policy. And so we went through that process uh, with Will. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's got its ups and downs. It's very exciting, of course. And it's also nerve wracking. You don't really get to, you know, expedite the process. It is what it is. Um, and uh, both the US side and the China side um, uh, have their, you know, benefits and their, you know, drawbacks. But at the end of the day, it took about 11 months uh, to go from um, finding Will to being able to uh, go and get him. And uh, uh, simply the, 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 the most impactful moment I've ever had in my life was when I walked into that room and my son, um, who had never met me in person before, uh, he was uh, doing some um, uh, Chinese uh, 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 reading and um, and speech, and he turned to me and he said, Baba, and to Jen and said, 
you know, uh, mama and ran over to us, which, you know, of course has never happened to me before. And I thought I'd be, you know, a dude and not cry. And of course I did. I was a mess. And, uh, and so is Jen and, it, but it was instantaneous. Um, and, uh, and, and then fortunately somewhere in between the time that we had gotten, uh, uh, Will's profile and we went to go get Will, um, Colleen Giafrida, uh, contacted us and said, you know, Hey, I know you guys are in process with William. Um, but another, uh, uh, adoptive child has, uh, come up, you know, internationally and your name is on the list. We had put our name on the list before we actually got married. Like we were engaged and we had heard that our, that it's a really long list. Um, mm -hmm. And that it takes a while because, you know, while um, there, it might not be thousands of LP families that are uh, on that list, there's also not a, a, a thou thousands of LP kids uh, available for adoption. And so we knew it would be a while. And I think we were number 33 or something like that on the list when we first got on. And six years later, seven years later, <laughs> our name popped up and it happened to be while we were adopting Will. Um, of course, we, you know, we saw Zoe's picture and fell in love and said, yeah, absolutely. Anything we can do. Um, the adoption agency said, uh, the catch is, is we might lose her file if you don't get your paperwork in tomorrow. Um, is there any shot you could get us anything? Turns out um, I'm, I'm a bit of a worry wart when it comes to paperwork. So everything I did for Will, I did in duplicate. So every document that I had to have stamped, apostilled, certified by whatever agency, government, uh, I had done twice. So I had literally an entire dossier of all of the stuff that every country asks for stapled and in an envelope and ready to send out. So by the next day we locked her file and we were able to move forward. But it was only because I, I happened to uh, uh, freak out because I thought I wasn't diligent enough. So I wanted mm -hmm. to have backups. <laughs> that sounds like divine intervention to me, you know, just like just being you know, right, there, right there, having everything. And here's, a, here's the perfect child. Here's this right in front of you. Yeah, and you I, set to go. It, it couldn't have been anything else. I couldn't have planned uh, any of it uh, uh, any better than the way that it executed, and it was all by happenstance. Mm -hmm. Now, like any other any other parent, I want to ask: uh, What are your hopes and dreams for your kids as they grow up? Everything. I want them to do whatever they want to do. They, I think they can. Um, you know, uh, I, I have a, a very very good example of what uh, a person can do, regardless of their size or, you know, how strong they are, um, uh, in the family. And, and as a female role model for Jennifer, I'm really, really fortunate to have, uh, to have her around uh, so, so that Zoe can emulate, uh, the best and the brightest, um, uh, even, even so close to home. Um, but you know, I, I want them to do what they want to do. Uh, you know, I think veterinary school is probably, uh, in the, in the, potential future for Zoe. She's uh, an animal lover. She's great at caring for pets. She's mindful. She's respectful. She's also weary. So she's got, uh, she's got a potential future there. And Will, you know, we're still undecided on Will. He's, he's thinking maybe astronaut, maybe fireman, you know, he's still playing around with a bunch of different ideas. And of course, you know, we've, we've broached the topic of, uh, you know, certain limitations, physical limitations that might, you know, prevent you from being able to pursue some of those careers. But there are opportunities in all of those fields uh, that if it excites you, you know, you can create a position that nobody knew was as valuable as it winds up being. So and mm -hmm. the sky's the limit for both of them. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing that really, really inspired me to the show, and I hope this doesn't bring up like any bad memories or anything like that, was when your wife took on cancer and overcame it she's she beat cancer which 
sometimes isn't always the way for little people, you know? Yeah. Um, what was that journey like for you? Like, what were some things that brought you to it, too? That um, that, that was definitely a tough time uh, in, in our lives. I mean, you know, we had just gotten uh, uh, Will six, seven months earlier. Um, Zoe, you know, we, we were getting Zoe and Jen had to leave early. Uh, she goes home, gets taken care of, winds up having a, uh, an emergent hysterectomy the day before Halloween. And, um, and, and then right into aggressive treatment for the next couple of months. Um, you know, she, she was, uh, cleared of cancer Jan mid January of 2014. And, uh, it was, it was the scariest moments of, of my life. Uh, you know, and, and, and of course for Jennifer, I, I felt, uh, terrible. She just, uh, achieved the, the one thing that I think, um, you know, when, when you're picturing your family as your, you know, your young kid and, fantasizing about what it might be like. We were just getting to that point where, you know, you have the kids and the dogs and the house and the job and then, you know, the, the husband, albeit it's me. Um, and, and so I think that it was, it was kind of a, a, a you know, a, a blow to her uh, from the perspective of, you know, what if, what if, what if I don't make it through this? I don't get to enjoy all the, uh, the wonderful things that are happening now. And, um, but but she didn't look at it that way. I, I looked at it that way for her. I, I I'm the one that worried uh, at, at night, and she's the one that told me not to worry. Um, you know, she she's as tough as uh, any person I've ever met. Um, you know, she she cares about everybody else. She's selfless. But uh, when she went through that, she went chin up, and and I mean, you know, she went for chemo, and we we joke around until you know it got really really terrible and then we just take a nap and then we go home and you know she never complained she never no woe is me no nothing um and and, and it's not an exaggeration i'm not putting her up on a pedestal she's she's that girl i love that answer i love how i love how she is that person that don't worry about me i can do this rather than someone who just sits in the corner and goes woe is me or Everything, like you said, you know, you were the one thinking everything was just looking up. Everything was just getting to that point. And then, you know, something like this happens. But kudos to her for being that fighter. Yeah. No, she's, yeah. she's a fighter. Yep. So on a, bright, on a brighter note, I want to talk to you a little bit about your about your book here. What was it, what was it like co-writing a book? Because I know that can be like a he said, she said moment, you know. or uh, Well, you know, so, so truth be told, though. Um, Jen's a busy lady, so I had to interview Jen for most of her parts of the book. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, from a writing perspective, she edited to make it more uh, her in her <laughs> chapters. Um, and then, of course, corrected things that, you know, I may have uh, used uh, uh, creative licensing to fill in the blank when she didn't answer my question. Um, so, But normally it was an, a great way to find out whether or not she was actually reading it when she was editing. Or was it getting through? So if I said, you know, I was the only one for her from forever, and she's been fawning over me since she, childhood, um, she she caught that, you know, um, mm -hmm. and corrected the story. But uh, but yeah, you know, I, I think it's um, it's a it's a great experience because for us, the way we decided to write that book in particular was we said a lot of our lives are kind of parallel, you know, and, and for a lot of LPs, you know, you run into uh, similar circumstances. I mean, for for the most part. Uh, you know, you have uh, a lot of medical intervention, you have a lot of time in the hospital, a lot of time in rehab, uh, all those things that you have to go through just to, you know, be mobile. And so a lot of our experiences because of our age were aligned because 
you know, you grow at the same rate, relatively speaking, you have the same problems when you hit puberty, relatively speaking. And so we had the same surgeries when we were two and three, we had the same surgeries when we were eight, we had the same surgeries when we were 12. And so it's kind of interesting that we had run into each other uh, probably more than a couple of times we were in the, in the hospital at the same time, but we run into each other at least once or twice um, during that time. And I, I think it's, it, it was fun to just kind of uh, go back and chronologically lay out where we were. Now, we didn't go into medical records to go even deeper, but we probably could align some of our, you know, documents from, uh, from, from St. Joe's and see how often we actually were in the same place at the same time. That's awesome. Yeah, but it's two different perspectives, of course. And so my life and what I went through as a child, her experiences as a child, and then finding some of the motivation. And, you know, of course, at the end of the day, we, we wound up connecting. And that's, um, you know, why we uh, talked about, uh, you know, uh, our, our parallel lives or to the degree that they were. And then ultimately crossing a few times and how ironic it was that two people that are from different parts of the country with different trajectories, different families, different ways of thinking. Um, wind up crossing so many times and eventually getting together. Mm-hmm. It actually reminds me of a funny story because just like you guys, me and my current girlfriend were actually at a LP convention one time and didn't even know it until she sent me a photo about a month or two ago and said, were you at this convention at this date, this time? Like, I think the year was 2012, 2013. <laughs> yes. Why? Uh, third row. Fourth person to the right. Fourth person to the right. I'm like, oh my gosh! So it it happens. It's yeah. you know, and and you know the 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 beauty of it is is that you met. the mm-hmm. The bummer of it is is that it could have been sooner. You know, exactly. and, 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 but, you know, I, I tell Jen this all the time. I said, you know, if she, if she had actually hung out with me in my mid twenties, she wouldn't have liked me. I wasn't focused. I didn't have a, as good a trajectory and job and I didn't know what I was doing. And I was still kind of a kid. Um, and so is she, of, of course, you know? Um, so I think, uh, I think as you get a little bit older, uh, you find your, your, your pace and, uh, and who you really are going to be for the rest of your life. And if that's the one that she marries, then chances are you're, you're, you're set for a while. Exactly. Exactly. We're a lot different than we were, were you know, than we were, what, eight years ago, you know? Thank goodness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So speaking of, um, now going on to the subject of the TV show, The Little Couple, mm-hmm. I know COVID has probably put a pause on, on the filming for now. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah, right. Right now, we're we're not filming. You know, I I can't really talk too much about the the whole TLC thing because they don't uh, really let us disclose that stuff. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, the future is uh, you know um, TBD with COVID. So uh, mm-hmm. as soon as this is over, I think we'll probably uh, have that conversation again and revisit what our plans are for the future. Yes. So the other question I want to ask you, I ask this to all of my I call them buddies. When that come on my show, sure. What, in your own words, would you describe as a buddy? Um. Well, for me, uh, so so I established this with my close friends. Is you know, uh, I, I'm I'm my buddies are people that I can call on uh, for for anything, and if I if I need a, a laugh, I can reach out and just you know forget about whatever is bothering me. Uh, if I need help, um, they're there. And I think it needs to be reciprocal. 
and I enjoy just as much getting that phone call, even if it's a, 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 a crappy situation that they're going through, because I'm glad that they look to me for help. And so I have a lot of buddies that, um, you know, that I talk to on a regular basis. And for the most part, it's just, you know, uh, keeping a, a, a friendship alive and well and and then being able to know that whether it's been a, a, a day or a decade um, that you can pick up the phone again and say, hey, uh, I, I need you. And, you know, if, if they respond, that's your buddy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one part of being a buddy is being charitable. So I always ask this question, too. If you could have our audience donate to one charity of your choice, what would it be and why? Uh, um, you know, well, obviously, I, I would pick things that um, are my advice would be pick the thing that you're most motivated by. Um, nothing feels better than uh, taking money that you earn, you know, uh, that you worked hard for and putting it to good use, whether it's something for you or it's something charitable. And for us, we focus on a few different things. We focus on healthcare, of course. So we donate to pediatric healthcare organizations. Um, we donate to St. Jude's and organizations like that that provide great care for people that can't afford it, that need intensive care. And um, we also, of course, donate to LPA. Uh, last year, I ran a fundraiser on, <laughs> on my birthday, and we were able to generate a couple of bucks. And, uh, and, and I think I might do it again this year because, you know, I have what I need. And um, I, I love the idea of being able to give back to the community that's taking care of me. Um, cancer awareness is, of course, very important. Breast cancer awareness is very important. We donate to both of those. And then um, international adoption uh, for us is another uh, focus. So uh, I don't have one um, that, mm-hmm. that I could say I prefer because they're all so important to me. Um, I try to spread the wealth a little bit. So, you know, I, I, I can't I'm not, I'm not a billionaire, a millionaire. I, I have some money in the bank and we work hard, but, um, but the money that we donate, we try to spread it around so that everybody gets to uh, see a little bit of an impact and hopefully that's, uh, that's helpful. Yes, most definitely. Now I got to ask, what's the family up to today? Other than, other than celebrating your birthday later today, what's I'm not, the, I'm not what actually sure right now. Um, well, so uh, courtesy of COVID, I'm uh, I'm also the teacher uh, in the house <laughs> right now. Um, I, I am also the housekeeper and uh, the general fix-it guy because uh, uh, we don't really let anybody in. Um, oops, sorry, okay. someone's calling. Me. Um, so uh, so that's that's kind of uh, you know where where we're at right now. We're just you know um, I would say putting out fires, uh, mm-hmm. but. Um, but today uh, they finish up school at noon with their tutors, and this afternoon I'm up at about one o'clock to uh, to start social studies. So, uh, so that's what we're doing today. Nice, yeah, nice. Yeah, and Jen's at work; she's teaching uh, a, a class uh, at, at Johns Hopkins. So, oh, beautiful. Yeah. Alrighty. Now, October is Dwarfism Awareness Month. Yes. So, what words of knowledge or say advice do you have for? our audience out there about the, about this month? Um, well, you know, I, I think it's, it's fantastic um, that we uh, put some energy and focus on Dwarfism Awareness Month because, you know, quite honestly, there isn't enough attention provided. I think there, there are a variety of different concerns that um, are relatable to uh, uh, 
people that don't have dwarfism or to their families or to, you know, uh, people that have similar circumstances. Uh, but, uh, you know, aside from the physical, the more obvious uh, concerns, there's uh, mental health and emotional well-being that um, are constant concerns for people with dwarfism. And I think that this is a, 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 a great opportunity to pass on good messages to both other LPs that, you know, hey, you're not alone, of course, number one. Uh, number two, things, things, uh, I know it's too cliche, but, uh, 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 things do get better. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and stay the course, uh, you know, with, with, uh, uh, you know, your initiatives and don't let people, uh, uh, uh get too, too, in, too in the way and tell you what you can and can't do. Um, but I, I think it's a, a great opportunity for, for our community to, um, to get out there and to uh, profess our ability to be as normal as normal is. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Now it's time for what I call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. I'm going to split this into a few different parts for you. The I'm going to try. Yep. The first, yep. The first one is for anyone who's looking to write a book. What is your advice? Uh, get a ghostwriter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, I, I think uh, I, I think write about something you're passionate about. Uh, mm-hmm. Get all your ideas down first. Don't worry about uh, prose or grammar or any of that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the the best content will be the, the the driver of whether or not your book is what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And the final part of this question is going to be for anyone out there who say is looking to start a family, whether it's through whether it's through regular process, whether it's through adoption, anything of those sorts, what advice do you have to them seeing where you are today and compared to where you were back when you were first starting? Um, my, my advice is pretty simple. No matter what the challenge is, no matter how hard it is, uh, uh, you know, how taxing it is on, on uh, your, your psyche, it is 110% worth it. Every single bit of it. Start a family. Uh, they 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 change everything and and of course there <laughs> there are things that you don't want that you wish you could you know maybe uh, filter out of the parenting experience but overall uh, life changing best decision Jennifer and I have ever made and we did it twice and um, yeah I, I I strongly recommend it to anyone amazing amazing thank you so much for being here on Buddy Cash it's an honor again to talk to you. To someone that I personally grew up watching, you know, that just finally like helped me relate to everything going on in the show. It's like, here's a show that I can point my friends to for all the answers, you know, and everything. So thank you so much. Stick around for a little bit. We'll chat afterwards. Absolutely. Thank you. For all my buddies out there, number one, this is Bill, the birthday boy, Klein. Happy birthday once again. Thank Thank you you so much for taking the time on your birthday to come on this show. That's a true honor. And for all my buddies out there. You know what I say, like every show, go be someone's buddy. We'll catch you next time here on BuddyCast. Well, the days are going fast, buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last. Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone fast, buddy, buddy, tune in to BuddyCast. Here on Buddy Cast